you're listening to Growing Matters, the podcast dedicated to providing you with all the information and research you need to improve your farm and business. Welcome to Growing Matters, and today we're talking to Paul Inderbitson, banana grower in northern Queensland. He was a recipient of the Nuffield Scholarship, which allowed him to travel overseas researching waste management and biosecurity relating to banana production. Well, g'day, Paul, and thanks for joining us today on Growing Matters. So can we start by you explaining to us all a little bit about your Nuffield journey? Thanks very much for having me along today. My Nuffield journey was exactly that. It was It's still ongoing just about. Once you do a Nuffield, you're basically a life member, and it's just an infectious bug to have, a Nuffield bug. And my Nuffield study I did in 2013, and basically I tried to focus on banana production, waste management, and biosecurity. That's great. And I understand that waste was a key focus for you. What kind of waste-saving approaches did you see in different countries that you visited? Waste-saving in basically all the countries that I visited was all about minimising the amount of fruit waste they had. So packing as much of the, of the bunch as possible. Because you've grown the bunch, you might as well pack it and not just throw it in the compost bin. The other things I looked at was what other guys are doing with plastic. We use a lot of plastic in bananas in terms of keeping thing the peel clean because consumers buy with their eyes. So everything needs to look Mickey Mouse. Even though nature's given us a banana skin that protects the fruit, we've then got to go and protect the banana skin from any marks and all that sort of stuff because they look better and that's how they present on the shelf. So basically the plastic waste and the fruit waste was, was a couple of things I was looking at. And you were able to bring some of that knowledge back to Australia, no doubt. How did that affect the way you do business? Yeah, absolutely. The fruit waste side of things has sort of led me down the path of just making sure that you've got the correct systems in place. We use a lot of labour to get jobs done. So systems, being diligent on those systems, the timing of it all, just really narrowing down and making sure those jobs are done and done properly and done on time has definitely resulted in a fruit pack that's helped a lot. The plastic side of things, it's been a bit difficult here in Australia because I basically got to the point of the plastic recycling systems I was looking at. They were very large, so they cost a lot of money, and for our business and what we were looking to do, they just weren't suitable for on-farm use. We really need a smaller plastic recycling facility on-farm, so we didn't have any freight costs. The plastic recycling I was looking at was turning the plastic back into oil and then distilling it back into diesel. They're the sort of things I was looking at, just too expensive for our application. So, Paul, I understand that you weren't able to maybe fulfil what it was that you wanted to do with plastics. But where were the other savings that you were able to implement on your farm? Well, the main savings was back to the fruit waste and really reducing the amount of waste that we're putting into compost and recycling onto the farm, making sure that we are getting close to the target of 5% fruit waste as a maximum. Great. So do you mind sharing some of those specific ways that you're able to get to 5% fruit waste? Yeah. In our part of the world, growing bananas, we definitely need plastic in between all the hands to protect the fruit from itself and from each other banana finger in the bunch. Inserting the plastic in the bunch correctly, doing it on time, we have a reasonable amount of insect pressure. So getting those insecticides on to keep the grubs off. It sounds very simple, but making sure it's done and done all the time and on time, because bananas are 52 weeks of the year, is a rather serious challenge. The ultimate test of consistency, you could say. And in the countries that you travelled to, was there anything else that caught your eye? 
Yeah, the different type of slip sheet they were using in the bunch to protect the fruit from itself. They have a little bit different style. Other countries visit the bunch more than once. They do it twice, maybe three times. And generally here in Australia, most guys are only visiting the bunch once, maybe twice in some situations. But getting that plastic on, on the fingers, in between the fingers and hands, that's I think the biggest challenge. And have you seen any other growers taking up these practices here in Australia? Yeah, absolutely. number of growers now, I would say, not necessarily on the coast, but probably more on the Appenham Tablelands and in Lakeland where we are. Yeah, for sure. It's basically, a, it's a must. You, you must insert some sort of plastic in your bunch if you want some great hack-out percentage. Great, Paul. And from your research, what would you recommend to your fellow growers who are wanting to reduce waste? Well, where we're growing bananas, where it's a little bit hotter and a little bit drier, use of the plastic is an absolute. I don't see uh, how it can be done without it, personally. Some tips that I've discovered on my travels is pretty well, keep it simple, protect the bunch, protect the bunch, protect the bunch. Use the plastic that is available. It's a good tool and it does work. Once the fruit is damaged, you can't fix it. So the shed is not a hospital. If it comes into the packing shed damaged, well, it's already so you've got to go out into the field, you've got to stop the waste in the field. The use of the plastic, it's a bit of a situation where the more plastic you use, then the more recycling you need. But again, I think plastic recycling, it will get cheaper and we will be able to use it on farm, hopefully in the near future. And Paul, for anyone else thinking about the Nuffield Scholarship? Look, a Nuffield scholarship, it's amazing. I can't, I can't recommend it enough. It definitely changed the way I think about things and the way I look at things. It's given me a much bigger perspective. It, it's addictive, a Nuffield scholarship, because once you get a part of it, it, yeah, you just meet a whole lot of like-minded people. You meet so many different people around the world, not just in Australia, and it's unbelievable. And, mate, looking back, was there one country that really stood out? Look, all countries stood out for all different reasons, but I've got to say Martinique, French country in the Caribbean. It, it's a country that's also working with a lot of high-level sort of policy issues. They've got a lot of high wages, which is similar to Australia. There are just a lot of similarities in Martinique that I could see how that sort of reflects it here in Australia. Their waste management systems were sort of magnified because it's a small island. They really were focusing harder on the plastic, on the composting of any fruit waste because they, Australia's a really big country and we've got the luxury everything just goes to landfill here and, and that's the sort of attitude we have but in a smaller country where the waste is really highlighted then you need to come up with, with systems to manage it. Now we mentioned earlier in the podcast uh, that with your research you delved into biosecurity do you mind just sharing a little bit about that? Look, the little bit of biosecurity that I saw over these was basically all around detecting the problem early, the early detection, and then being able to have a system in place whereby those areas of the farm are treated, are cordoned off, and basically restricting the amount of infection to the rest of the farm. And that's basically the crux of it. Early detection, surveillance, monitoring, and then acting fast on restricting access to those areas. And Paul, how has Horde Innovation supported you through this journey? Port Innovation, as the banana industry's RDC body, has typically given me the opportunity to go do an upfield scholarship through the growers' levy fund. So I cannot thank the growers of the banana industry enough for giving up some of their levies to fund this scholarship program and Hort Innovation also for making it all happen and bringing it all together. You know, Nuffield's taught me a lot about systems and systems approach to farming, not 
setting up systems so your employees and everything can follow the rules and follow everything easily and simply. Being very diligent and getting things done on time when they need to be done on time, not when you get around to it. It's been an interesting shift for myself to be able to move away from that and really focus on spending the money to get the job done when it needs to be done, not when you know it's got to be done but you just can't get there because you've got 10,000 other things in your, in your road before you get to it. And finally, before we let you go, is there anything else that you feel you've missed or you'd like to add? Aside from my project, my project was maybe 20% of my Nuffield journey. There's so much more to a Nuffield scholarship. In my instance, it's about learning about business risk and risk mitigation. For us, we really wanted to balance our income streams so we're not reliant on one pony. We're not just that one-trick horse. Then you've got to balance that with staying focused on everything that you're doing, doing your job well. Because if you're not in the top 10% as a grower, then you're not here. The other thing was staff retention, keeping good staff so you can build your business if that's what you want to do. You've got to have the rewards in place for people, but you also got to have the KPIs and you've got to be able to give your staff something to work forward to. You've got to give them sort of business growth and personal growth at the same time. But there's all those sort of other things that I learned about creating a farm business as well as farming. There's some really good advice there, Paul, about putting in the right systems and the importance of focusing on the business and not just the product. Anyways, Paul, thank you so much for joining us today on Growing Matters and for sharing your research with us. No worries at all. And if you've enjoyed this episode, then make sure you follow Growing Matters on your favourite podcast app. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Growing Matters. Don't forget to visit us over at horticulture.com.au and join our free membership. Get instant access to the very latest information available to help your farm and business grow.